Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day. Sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Welcome in, kids. Welcome in. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I saw this. Uh, a reminder, uh, check out the latest lines in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in uh, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play a uh, gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, before the break, Dan Beyer uh, brought up a great point, which is, hey, if Duke is the is the brand synonymous with college basketball or Coach K, depending on how you want to do it. What does the what does the college basketball landscape look like when you take Mike Shashevsky off the sidelines at Duke, right? Is that is, is that Yeah, th- yes. And then it kind of that, that was the original thought process of like what is college basketball going to look like? And then it kind of then as I expanded and tried to think about it, it made me look in the past and made me realize that I thought that there was one school that played much more of a role in what college basketball has been over the last five or ten years than I even realized, and that was Gonzaga. Because they've been to the Sweet 16 or beyond six, seven consecutive tournaments? I, I think because of that, I think it's because of their rise from Cinderella to um, to national power to who knows maybe the premier basketball program in the country I, I mean when when you look at and and a lot of it Doug I shouldn't say a lot of it some of it does uh have to do with people filling out brackets um and and thinking of oh how many times have you heard Gonzaga screwed me yeah oh, I had Gonzaga in the final four Gonzaga screwed me they also had the Red Sox sort of thing over them of never getting to a final four and then when that went away or you know or maybe it's the Cubs thing then they got to the final four and then they got to the championship game and now it's all right can they win the national championship so then it's right. now it's a Red Sox sort of thing and I think that that sort of thing uh, carries a lot of weight in the NCAA tournament. And as I th- looked at, at the past, I thought, okay, there was the, the Kentucky season uh, when they were unbeaten with Cat and Devin Booker and that great squad, and then they, they ended up losing in 2015 to Wisconsin in the Final Four. There was Duke's Zion year um, in 2019 where he was the story. But Duke and Kentucky didn't make the tournament last year. Gonzaga was a part of those stories last year. And then to think of – you know, the brands that we're so used to, I don't want to say that Duke and Kentucky are hit and miss because it's not what I mean, but Gonzaga seems to always have this presence atop college basketball because of where they're located, who they play, and what program they are, but yet they also drop this amount of conversation because of who they are, where they are, and what they are. And so that was kind of how it all came about. I appreciate the time to, you know, allow me to lay it out. Okay, so... Um Here's where, like, let's get to the reality of it, which is college basketball is not what it was, right? We're we're okay with that? Yeah, yes. Okay. And it's going to be fascinating to see what it becomes. You know, I I, I had a conversation, a really good one, with 
with a, a high major coach this morning. And we were talking about recruiting. And, you know, when your season's over, how do you recruit? What does the summer recruiting look like? He's like, look, we're not even really – we're recruiting high school kids, but it's more to get to know them so that when they transfer, we know – <laughs> what we would possibly get be getting. That's legitimately the way, like, he's like, we'll offer some kids, but we don't get them. Like, okay, we don't get them. Like, that's not really where the meat of our recruiting is all in the, in the portal. So, but I, and I, and I take, I mean that you're like, what does recruiting out of the portal have to do with basketball, college basketball having changed? Not been, well, it, it's all part of the, the entire landscape of the thing has changed. It just has. Um, where you have a chance to be correct is that because of the league they played in. Did you know this? Do you know that uh, I think it's 25 straight years they've been in the championship game of the WCC tournament? <laughs> Do you know that? No, I didn't realize it was And it was And, that and just so people know, like, well, Mark Few's been there. No, he's, he was there as an assistant. He's been there 23 years. Munson was there, yeah. you know, before him. 25 straight years. So you can pretty much put up in, you know, in pen. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. And they're going to get a high seed. You know, the, the thing that has has allowed them to succeed of late, like here's the part that we don't talk about. Sure, they made the Sweet 16 seven years in a row. I mean, have they been below a two or three seed? Right? Like they're not, it's not like they're slugging it out, you know, yeah. against single single digit seeds to get there. It's like we talked about Kansas. Kansas, the it, Kansas has, you know, they'll play Providence. Providence is a four. They played Creighton, who's a nine. Creighton probably should have lost to San Diego State. And outside of that, they won't play another single-digit seed until they get to the Final Four, right? They, they, so you do benefit when you're that one seed sometimes of not playing the best, the best, the best. Um, their issue is going to be they play in a league which, no matter how good it has been, and it was very good this year, and St. Mary's not going away. Uh, I don't know, you know, what happens with, with, uh, with San Francisco or who else is able to – uh, step up out of that conference. BYU is going out of that league, so that takes uh, what should be a high-level program out of the league eventually. Um, the The issues with them is going to be their league, and then the 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 time zone. You know, just the the time zone. Sixty-six uh, percent of of viewers of sports are in the Eastern time zone, and ten o'clock at night, uh, East Coast time, against. Even San Francisco or Santa Clara just doesn't do it. Now, if you want to say, hey, it's a one-month sport anyway, and they're the only ones playing late into that month every year, I'm okay with that. I just think it would be really, really hard unless they put together, you know, all these consecutive Final Four runs. Because that's sure. one of the things that happened with Duke was they put together a bunch of Final Four runs, couldn't win the title. Then they won the title back-to-back years. You know, then they, they, had, they hit a rough patch, and Coach K wasn't with the team for most of a year. Then they rebuilt it, won a title, and then he was coach of USA Basketball. The path for Gonzaga has been different. They've been good for 25 years. It's only since they've reached the Final Four and since, I think, Kentucky and Duke, Indiana, UCLA, they've been down at times that 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 Gonzaga's pulled up even with them in terms of national recognition. And there's opportunities in why I brought up the Duke-Zion uh, season and why I brought up the Kentucky uh, unbeaten season until they lost in the national semifinals. And even even the Anthony Davis-Kentucky year in 2012, I think that Kentucky was quite the story that year with just that one loss. But of of the conversation, and we're not having college basketball conversations in December and January, to your point, but when it comes to March, Gonzaga has been that constant. And with Coach K gone, like you want to talk – Jim Beheim's, you know, likely the one to carry the torch – 
even though he's actually been there longer at you know his stay than than Coach K has at Duke. But then when Bayheim goes off, you're like, all right, are we are we really talking about coaches anymore outside of maybe an Izzo or a you know Calipari or a Mark Few? But I think that Gonzaga is a bigger brand than. Uh, than than Mark Few. So now you're talking about programs and not about these coaches that we have gotten to know over decades upon decades in college basketball, which may have changed with the transfer portal. But Gonzaga's always been there. And when we fill out brackets, like, all right, did Gonzaga screw you eight years ago? You're not going to pick them? Well, they become a part of the conversation. And when they're in that conversation, Doug, they are always near the top, as we said. And I think they could have gone to the Big Ten this year. They would have won the Big Ten. They were in the Big Ten. They, they, they wouldn't have won the Big Ten. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. You, you don't think so? No. It doesn't mean they're not better than those Big Ten schools. You're not beating. Like the the reality of it is, you, you know, you're going to get beat up. You know, they they have they they have three big guys. They, no, they would. They don't have the depth for that. They just get. There's no chance. None. They may not go nineteen and one, but correct. I think that they, they can go, go to, seventeen and three, sixteen and four. Yeah, yeah. If so, so yes. Let me stand corrected. If you say like, could they win the league? They could, but the idea that they would have. Yeah, I think they would be more beat up. I think, and I think, yeah, they would they would lose, you know, three, four, five games, or whatever. Like it depends upon schedule, depends upon who's healthy and whatever. Like this is not a this is not, by the way, a classic Duke deep deep Duke team. They bring in all outside of Watson. They're bringing all youngsters off the bench. Like they would, it would be hard for them to beat Illinois at Illinois. It would be hard for them to beat Michigan at Michigan or beat Michigan twice. Like it would be it, things are hard. Uh, and the attrition of those leagues is such that somebody who shouldn't get you gets up and gets you. That's just the the way it is because, you know, as they're playing now in the WCC, and and they would even tell you this, there's outside of St. Mary's, even St. Mary's, like they had, St. Mary's had to play great. Drew Timmy was one of his first 10, They and the the game was super, super physical. It's in a little band box. I'd say that's really like the only team that could jump up and get them in the league. And when you pl- if you played in the Big Twelve, you played in the SEC, you played in the the Big Ten, you're gonna lose several games. Just you are. Yeah. Now, could they still win the league? Yes, that part I would change my. They just wouldn't finish with near the same record. And I actually think that their their place in the WCC makes them even more of that conversation because of that run that they're, where they're going to they're gonna run through that league, and then we have this conversation that you and I are having, and it keeps them at the forefront. So in Duke, I'm sorry, Duke is. Duke is not going to be Duke without Coach K on that sideline. No, no, and, they may have better players, actually, better talent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but 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 they the the big thing I think that people don't understand is everything you do when you have one of these powerful, legendary coaches, it changes so many things of what you do and who you are. But how the officials treat you, how how the league treats you in terms of scheduling, how TV t- treats you. Um, but but the the big thing is, and I would have to talk to some of my, you know, the Michael Mulvilles of the world with Fox is to see, you know, nobody in the Big East, the current Big East, really puts butts in in front of TVs. It just do- doesn't. Nova more so than anybody else because they've won two national titles, but not really. Um, Duke does. Kentucky does. Kansas a little. Uh, uh, and then, you know, then there's like Gonzaga and Syracuse some, but not a lot. Like that's really it in terms of schools that move the needle. What happens to that needle when Coach K leaves? That's an interesting one. 
And I, and I think it's a conversation you and I have had many times on the show and we're like, all right, name five college basketball players, you know, and their teams at the start of the season. The one player that I think people could have named during this season was Drew Timmy. And you may not have been able to name guys on Kentucky, may not have been able to name guys on on Duke. Now you can because we're in the in the tournament. But, you know, and that and that, and that was a role that you didn't necessarily think it was just more of thinking ahead to what college basketball is going to look like and then i realized on how much the last decade gonzaga has played a part in it especially when you do compare the likes of the blue bloods that we talk about in duke kentucky and maybe the absence of ucla outside of last year and no indiana being there um kansas hasn't moved the needle like those other programs had even though they're a blue blood um, and I think Wait, what do you mean, Evan? I don't think that there's been a Kansas team that we've been like, man, that Kansas squad. Like Kansas no, is always there, but they're no, never. When you, when you say move the needle, they, the they the ratings are better when Kansas is on TV. Michigan State too. When Kansas is on TV, then than most anybody else. I would agree with you. There's not one of these. They haven't had yeah. one. Of, the, the team that they had that was closest to that was with Embiid and Wiggins, um, and yeah. Wiggins but Embiid got hurt. Uh, I I would push back and say like look, they won the Big Twelve thirteen straight times like kind of moved the needle a little bit there and they won it again this year. But yes, you have to one national title and it was how many years ago? We're almost at fifteen years ago. Yeah, and and listen, I think that we could actually and it's not to compare the WCC with the Big Twelve, but as you said, there's one team that's dominating that conference. Gonzaga dominates the West Coast Conference, and I know it's different competition. I know we're talking about that, but. When you took the two brands of who's made maybe is more of the attraction in the tournament, I would say Gonzaga has been more of the attraction than a Kansas team has been in a lot of different cases. They're both number one seeds this year, you know. Well, I think Kansas got wrapped up. Their last four years have been wrapped up in that investigation, and that's that's really we 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 forget like how good dominant they were and. I, I it's think not like meant the, they are, but it's also of just you know there are a lot of good teams that we don't pay attention to. You know, we just did a Matt Ryan thing at Rankum, right? And we know, don't, pay, a don't pay attention. Yes, yeah, yes. No, it's it, you're, it's fair. I also think part of it is regionally where you live and what you watch, sure, and what you like more than the than the the Midwest. I mean, Kansas is there, there's an allure there that's a little bit different. But I, I it, it's a it's a point taken and it's definitely not a team right now that goes like, Oh, you gotta see this Kansas team whereas maybe it's because of Chet, maybe it's because of Gonzaga. When they're on, you kinda gotta watch them. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Can I do it here? Doug Gottlieb show. We're on a Fox Sports Radio Tuesday, right? It is a Tuesday. Yeah, it's sure it's Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. It, you do when you when you work in and you're in a building, you don't get outside. I looked outside, man. I don't know what it's like. What's it like in the rest of the country? I saw some crazy storms in the South yesterday. Crazy tornadic activity. Um. And I think there's snow and ice other places. Um, let's go live to Chopper 1 where Doug Gottlieb's way. Yeah, we're high uh, about the 405, and it's uh, 80 degrees and sunny. It is nice out. Have you guys been outside? We need to do an out- outdoor remote. Outdoor remote. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we have fun at those when we go to the football training camps. It's outside. It's nice. It's 
The wind's blowing. It's it's great. Yeah, no, it's today is a today's a day. It's a. Um, have you ever heard this? This is a Chamber of Commerce Day. You ever heard that one, um, Ramos? Chamber of Commerce Day. Does that mean that you go to baseball games and stuff in the daytime? Is that what no, that it means, means like oh. if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to be a Chamber of Commerce is just all about the business and getting people to come to your town to do business, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna take pictures of your city, if you're gonna sell somebody on your town on why you should live there, this is the iconic day. That's that's today in LA. Okay. Do you, do you agree? Or you disagree? Oh no, I agree. It's definitely it's beautiful. I mean, you know, like I said, we're kind of one part of the of the whole country that we, you know, service for our radio show. But for us being here in, in, in the L.A. area, it's it's a beautiful day outside. It's kind of warm. It's about 90 degrees, too. So It's a little warm, a little toasty. No question. I'm I'm warm. I'm definitely I'm toasted <laughs> up. Toasted up. Uh, Jim Laranega, in, in, a, in a second, I, I did want to get to this topic for a second. The, the Cleveland Rape Crisis Center, I've seen a surge in donations, it says it's had a large number of donations in the days since the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, with many donors specifically saying they're angry that Watson is coming to town and uh, they're looking to make a positive impact. This is Joe Thomas, of course, only played for the Browns for retiring, asked about Deshaun Watson's landing with the Browns. Well, I think it's playing the same way that it's playing throughout the country, right? Uh, A lot of people are a little bit upset about this, a lot of upset about this. There's fans that are really excited in Cleveland because they see what Deshaun Watson can do for this franchise. He's clearly the best quarterback that they probably have ever had in the Super Bowl era, and he gives them an opportunity as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. He's a guy that's a tier one quarterback that is just entering the prime of his life, but you can't talk about who Deshaun Watson is on the field without talking about those 22 sexual misconduct allegations that he's continuing to face. And so as fans, we're conflicted, right? We want to be behind our team. We cheer for the orange helmet and all typically all the players that are playing under that orange helmet. But when you have a person that has this off field issue, which is huge that he's dealing with, you're conflicted. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Um, it, it, you are conflicted. I'm even conflicted by it because, I, and, and I'm, I, I, it's very important to me that you know, Jameis Winston, for example, right, never been charged with a crime. Forget about found innocent. Never been charged with a crime. Like that's an important thing to point out. That no matter what we think of, what you want to think of Deshaun Watson, the fact is that. He's hasn't. It's not even innocent till proven guilty. He's never been charged with a crime, and yet he carries the weight of uh, the accusations of his past. Now you go to Deshaun Watson, who beloved at Clemson, not just because he won a national title, but because of his personality and is seen as like the all-time good guy. So, do we take this as well? He's innocent, and everybody is completely out of line you know, questioning him when he hasn't even been charged with a crime or do we go like, look, man, 22 women, other women that aren't in the class action lawsuit that are saying they had a similar experience. On the other hand, not charged with a crime, not guilty because he hasn't been, he hasn't actually had his day or been charged with his day in court. Like that's a hard thing. There's so much we don't know, so much we're not going to know. None of these things are going to trial. There's just, it's just, there's just too much damage done 
to Deshaun if it goes to, to, to trial. But despite the fact that there have been no criminal charges, none of the civil charges to this point are going away. I, I don't know. Being conflicted is the perfect way to express it. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports. Betters Sportsbook. Betters is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stuck Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, he's known as Coach L, Coach Lara Niega, since he's gotten to Miami and he's got his team of Hurricanes back in the Sweet 16 after an unbelievable upset of Auburn that was really kind of a no-doubter. And he joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Doug. Um, okay, halftime, it's a one-point game. How are you and the staff feeling? You know, when, you guys, when, when teams run off the court, right, the coaches meet together before you go and talk to the team, what did you guys say to each other? Well, I was trying to inspire my team. You know, when I talk to the coaches, it's really about X's and O's, uh, maybe some adjustments we've got to make with strategy. But when I talk to the team, before we talk about strategy, I, I wanted to create a mindset. So I'm a big movie fan, and I asked the players, do you guys know that I love movies and I love telling stories about movies, and they all nodded, yeah. I said, well, there was a movie I saw, I don't know if any of you saw it, called Braveheart. Have you seen it, Doug? Who hasn't seen Braveheart? Oh, people are it. Yeah, well, my the problem is, the problem is, had, guy raised his hand. right, because those kids, they hadn't seen Braveheart. So what do you, what do, you do when Braveheart. you want to use, you want to use a reference of Braveheart, only one kid raised their hand. Do you tell the whole story? Like, what'd you do? I said to him, well, the movie is about a guy named uh, William Wallace, who uh, his community and his wife were killed uh, by, by soldiers from, from uh, the British Army. And what William Wallace decided to do was to recruit an army himself and, and uh, go to battle against the British Army. And I said, the question he asked his troops, is what I'm asking you now. Are you ready to go to war? And they all responded. They all started cheering. I said, are you ready to go to war? And that locker room went crazy. Because I think that's what you have to do in, in this environment. Every team is a good team. And every every team has good players. But you got to fight for every inch of the court. you got to fight for every possession, for every rebound. And uh, I wanted our guys to have that mindset. We're playing a great team like Auburn. They've got great personnel. But we got a terrific team, too. And we needed to go out and play our best basketball and, and show uh, everybody what we're made of. And our guys did that. Am I crazy? And I know it was, I think it was in the first half, a long dunk. I thought that rattled Auburn. I, I just did. I, I thought that, that am, I, am I crazy to assume that a dunk in the middle of the game when it was still a very close game has an effect on a team. I don't know. It had an effect on Jim Nance. He, like, jumped out of his seat. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the broadcast or listened to him, but he got really excited about Isaiah's dunk because it was right on Jabari. Jabari Smith, 6'10", athletic as can be, a lottery pick, went up to block it, and Isaiah just rose and, and threw it down like a thunder dunk. And does that bother the opponent? Yeah, maybe for a brief while. But you got you got to remember they they ended the uh, half on like a ten four run and cut the lead to one after we had been ahead the whole half. So it didn't have that much of an effect. Uh, Jim Larinaga joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's something made about all the transfers and the older players you have, but that's 
that that doesn't make it for easy coaching, right? Because in many ways, you're trying to like rewire somebody's VCR to fit your stereo system. That, that what is that process like for you? You've done this your entire professional life, right? Been a part of so many staffs, but to have this many guys that have been coached by that many people, and it you know also you get to this stage in 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 your career for some of those guys, and there are teams that disintegrate because they cannot keep winning as the only agenda, right? They start to put the agendas of what I'm going to do next. What is it like to coach this group? Well, the the first thing is, you know, kids from the time they start playing basketball in elementary school, they have a ton of different coaches. They go from elementary school to elementary school, AAU team to AAU team. You know, a, a number of guys, they, they transfer, go to three different four, three or four different high schools, then go to a prep school, maybe to a junior college. I mean, the, the change in coaches, I only think, enhances the experience of knowing there's different ways to getting the job done. You know, there are some coaches I'll describe as, you know, yellers, hollers. They scream at you all the time. Well, that's one way. It's not my way. I'm more the, the Jack Curran, Archbishop Malloy High School, the way I learned the game of basketball from my high school coach. Stay cool, calm, and collected. Keep a smile on your face. And be very encouraging, very uh, positive and optimistic. I think the players on my team and people who make make a, a mention of their age, that's great for me. These guys are older and experienced. The only thing is the transfer portal has made everybody older, right. except the guys who get one and done. So which would you prefer, a, a transfer who's older or a McDonald's All-American? So to me, it, it, it makes no difference once the game begins. It's player versus player, team versus team, which team executes its game plan better. And uh, what we did over the weekend versus Southern Cal and and Auburn, we just executed a little better than they did. So I I like where we are. I like that our players get along so well. I like that they're enjoying the journey and having fun. It is. It's got to be a ton of fun. What about for you, for you personally? Hey, like, you know, I'm sure there have been times over the past couple of years you're like, I've made enough money. I've done enough things. I could just enjoy my, my time. I could retire. How much does this reinvigorate you in, in continuing to do your job? Well, I've told everybody, if I ever mention retirement, my wife says, absolutely not. You don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> you know, I don't, have, I don't have hobbies. I don't play golf. I don't play tennis anymore. Uh, I love basketball. I love being around young kids. They keep you youthful. And uh, my wife loves that, that I stay very busy and, and enjoy my job. I, I just got a, a, a new uh, extension. I'm, I plan on keep doing this. And I'm enjoying the heck out of this because my players are having so much fun. You know, you beat around Charlie Moore, the guy smiles and is engaging as you could ever want a guy to be. Cam McGusty the same way. Sam Wardenberg is fantastic. Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller. All these guys are just great guys to be around. You're taking out of Iowa State. What are the challenges of the Cyclones? Well, first of all, I think DJ, their coach, has done a fantastic job. And I say that he's got transfers. He's got some new people. He's overcome some adversity from last season. But what he has done is he's created a defensive mindset that makes them very competitive no matter who they're playing against. They're very physical. They try to take away the paint. They try to force turnovers. And they're they're really a terrific defensive team. The Ken Palm has them the fourth-best defensive team in the country. On offense, 
they cut and move without the ball. Most teams are like dribble the ball to death, but this team really moves without the ball tremendously. And so they're very hard to guard at one end, and they're very hard to score against on the other end. So on Friday night, late night, I think it's the last game of the day, I think it'll be one heck of a battle. You mentioned you don't have any hobbies. That's not true. You're huge on geography. Like, I remember, I still have the basketball somewhere, but you don't have to do a ton of geography. Like, they all know that Chicago's in Illinois. They all know where it's located in Iowa State is, right? Did you, do you do, still do the geography lessons? Yeah. and In fact, most of our guys have never been to Chicago. Most of them have never been to New York, so we went and played the ACC tournament at the Barclays Center. They said, Coach, what is New York like? I said, the only, you only have to know two things. One, uh, the night before when we get there, Get yourself a nice slice of pizza, and then the next afternoon, get yourself a dirty water hot dog. And then you've really experienced New York. <laughs> and how many of them did that? Well, I know everybody got pizza because <laughs> there was a pizza place right down the block from us. I, don't, I know at least a couple got the hot dogs. But the, the whole point is these are new experiences for all our guys. You think we're older, but you know, you think we, have, we have three freshmen, Bensley Joseph, Wooga Papa, and Ja'Kai Robinson, Ja'Kai Robinson's from New York, so he was, he was kind of uh, hosting the, the other two freshmen. And Bensley Joseph, he's from Boston, and, and Wooga Pop was from Philadelphia. So, you know, they're all city guys. They, they like hanging around the city. So Chicago will be uh, a new experience, but I'm sure they'll enjoy it. How many of them know of the George, like, like the, for George, the George Mason thing, it still feels like yesterday to me, but none of these players were really old enough to truly appreciate or understand it. Have you gotten to the point where you're bringing that out as part of the conversation? Are they tired of hearing about George Mason from the day they arrived? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I only tell stories about George Mason. I tell stories about my experiences at Bowling Green and my early years at Miami. I, I'm a storyteller. I like telling stories. I, I tell stories about when I played it's all relevant if you can make it relevant to them, right. why it's important. Uh, we, we had a conversation of, about uh, guys from my generation, even a little older, and I brought up the name Earl Monroe. Yeah. And Isaiah Wong said to me, Coach, none of those guys had handles. So the next day to start practice, I showed a video of, of Earl Monroe doing his great spin move, going between his legs, around his back, getting to the rim, and those guys were blown away by the skill level of Earl Monroe. And I, I, I've said to them, hey, you guys just don't know because you don't know the history of the game like I do. Of course not. Of course not. They, they think the Bob Cousy driven with one hand, they think that's representative of everybody basketball, and, <laughs> and, 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 and they, they, they don't truly understand. Coach, uh, safe travels to Chicago. Get them some of that deep dish, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you again very soon. All right, Doug. Pleasure. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. That's Jim Larinaga joining us, head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues, works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Um, wait to hear what Brady Quinn had to say about the most recent story written about the short-lived Urban Meyer tenure in Jacksonville. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, a little air guitar for you. You got to make the mean faces when you do the air guitar. A little louder there, Ramos. Oh, yeah. 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 Mmm. <laughs> Huh? The, the drummer's got to look like he's just having the time of his life, right? Where the guitarist is doing something, he's just slaying that thing. Everybody's making mean faces. Doug Gottlieb showing on Fox Sports Radio. Rocking out with you on a Tuesday. Sweet 16 weekend. Baseball. I, I turn on my phone and there's baseball scores. Not real ones, but still baseball scores. I saw Chris Bryant wearing a purple uniform today. That's weird. That's just weird to me. Sorry. Just weird. Oh, we got a lot to get to uh, uh, next hour with the press. Uh, we also have, um, uh, we're going to take you to, uh, we're taking to Cleveland, right? We're going to Cleveland next hour? Yeah, Cleveland Cleveland next hour as well. First, though, let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawn mowers to run their businesses. And first weekend, Joe's Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. Th- there's more details of just how weird it was. I, I feel like weird is the perfect, weird is a, is, a, is a word which you can take a million different ways. But there's a lot of weird stuff coming out of Jacksonville from Urban Meyer's time there. Here's Brady Quinn reacting. Jonas and I were talking yesterday a little bit about this piece. And Jonas said to me, he goes, what does it matter? <laughs> he's gone. He's fired. And and I, I kind of thought to myself, he's right in the sense of, like, if the Jags don't win or improve, what does it matter? I mean, is it more? It, it makes it more about him and someone writing a hit piece on him than it does about the Jaguars moving forward. And, th- and that's what I kind of find interesting. I mean, outside of the fact that I think it highlighted, um, you know, the, the way in which maybe college coaches view coaching and, and how to structure things as opposed to the NFL. And, and I don't even know if that's necessarily the case, to be quite honest with you. But the reality is when you see an article like this, and I'm sure it won't be the last, what's, what's the point? What's the prerogative? Is it, is it just to try to discredit him? He's already gone. Or is there something bigger? Like, mm. I, I, like I wouldn't be shocked if ESPN doesn't come out with an article. Because I think ESPN wants to, you know, try to make it so his reputation is harmed to the point that he can't come back and do TV. He can't yeah. go back and do other things. Oof. I think that's, and you can call it a conspiracy theory all you want. I think that's what this is more about. Hmm. The conspiracy theory, huh? That, that this is about ESPN? I don't think that's what it has anything to do with. I'm just going just gonna to be honest with you. I don't think the athletic writing an article that ESPN people are picking up. Like I, I haven't, I know that a lot of you guys are, or at least people I work with are into this Urban Meyer story. I often look at it as um, what's, what's the truth here, right? You have guys that didn't like him. It's like apparently one of the stories is he came in and he said you know, to the receivers, you know, if you guys don't start running the right routes, you know, I'll just get rid of you. What are you guys going to be getting 15 an hour at McDonald's, right? And there there was a player who said, oh, that's you don't even think anything of us. Like, all right, like, well, you haven't been told that by a coach before, right? Like, just because you're a grown man, you don't think you can get cut for not doing what you're supposed to do? Like, I, 
I think, that, again, the truth does seem more in the middle. Do I think he was out of touch with how NFL players uh, have been and want to be coached? Of course. That, that, if, you, if you just said that's it. But some of the specific instances are just uh, weird. And, and ones in which some of them you can see a different perception on the same thing. But I don't think it has anything to do with Urban Meyer being on. T- Urban Meyer's got more money than God. If he wants to TV, ESPN will hire him. Fox will hire him back in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. He's an incredibly successful college coach. He'll be covering college football. And, by the way, last time he's on TV with Fox when he's in studio, it's really good. Really good. Um, I think what this is, is it's, it's just kind of classic. All right, he's not here. Let's just, he's the reason for every single problem. Because that solidifies my ability to stay here. I think that's what this is more about than anybody trying to keep him off TV. What does the fuck say? Uh, <laughs> he also had this where he said, uh, hey, Trevor, he was talking about one of his wide receivers. You got to slow down for him. These boys in the South, their transcripts ain't right. By the way, Trevor Lawrence is from the South, so I don't. But. You know, what happens is in the real world, you talk about somebody's intelligence, ability to decipher things, their grades. In sports, it's looked at far differently. It just is. Uh, LeBron says he's having the time of his life. Why? I don't believe him. Even for one second. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio.